Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. She is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Tuesday Rush Hour here on WABC. We are the crown jewel of American radio and... We're glad to have you here if you want to be part of today's program. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. So much to discuss, but first, a programming note. For you Jets fans. <laughs> well, uh, for... <laughs> I, I know it, I know there's at least one Jet fan in the audience, Debbie Duhame. She loves the Jets. And, um, yeah, I read the newspaper today. I, I read the, the news. Poor, poor Jets fans. <laughs> I mean, how, much, how many millions of dollars did they pay this guy? Something like 30 gazillion dollars or something like that, 30 gazillion millions or something. And uh, I'm not laughing at his injury. I don't, I don't wish anybody harm. I don't wish any, anybody ill, and let us all hope that Aaron Rodgers recovers soon and that it's better, the news is better than expected. So what about the programming note? Well, Joe Namath, who's probably going to be called up, uh, Joe Namath is going to be on with Sid tomorrow. So there you have it, 8.40 in the morning. Okay, so Joe Namath on with Sid. And if you... Jet fans want to, um, I don't know. They do have some, they have to have a second string quarterback. I have no idea who the guy is. Um, I haven't been, look, I haven't watched football in years. Ever since they started this kneeling stuff, that was it for me. I was out. I was done. Up until then, I was, and I still am in my heart, a Dallas Cowboy fan. And so to watch the Giants get spanked, I read about that, I saw that headline the other day. I mean, they lost, what, about 100 and something to nothing <laughs> by the Cowboys. <laughs> Their home opener. The Cowboys just, I, I, I didn't even watch the game. But I, friends of mine were texting me. They know. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, there's only been one football team I've ever loved, and that would be the, yes, the Dallas Cowboys. 
And one of my fond memories was being at a Dallas Cowboy New York Giants game um, before it became MetLife, and I was rooting for the Cowboys, and some of these ugly giant fans threatened to throw me onto the field simply because these drunk, belligerent, ugly, acting Giants fans can't take somebody rooting for someone else. So they started physical threats of what they were going to do to me if I just continue to root for my team in Giant Stadium. So excuse me if I laugh aloud at the Giants getting beat 150, 170 to nothing during their opening game. <laughs> I do Jet fans, I feel bad for you guys. You paid a f- fortune for this guy, and he had, sadly had an injury, and he's maybe out for the season. But Joe Namath will be on, said tomorrow morning, was said at 8.40. So check that out. Okay, news of the day. We've got plenty. First, you know Kevin stepped up. Kevin! Hey, Kevin! What are you doing, Kevin? Kevin stepped up. Kevin says there's going to be an impeachment inquiry. We're going to ask questions about the impeachment. How lovely is that? Now, already, let me just back up one second and and mention to you, we had a guy that used to call here. I love this guy from Indiana every day. We have to impeach Biden, you know. We got him. He's got to be impeached. We have to impeach Joe Biden. Every time I said we have to impeach Joe Biden, I'd say, Impeachment is not going to do what you think it's going to do. The Senate will never go along with it. And even if the Senate did go along with it, they're not going to convict him. Already, within hours of Kevin saying, Oh, I've directed my committees to start looking at an impeachment inquiry. What is that really? Is that an impeachment? No, it is an inquiry. That aside... Kevin's taking some action. Okay. Within minutes, all the rhinos in the Senate started, hey, this is a fool's errand. Why are we doing it? There's not sufficient evidence. If it's about evidence, I got news for you. There's been plenty of evidence. There's a lot more evidence to go after Joe Biden than there ever was for these Two phony impeachments of Donald Trump. That's number one. But since when? And, and of course, there are the news stories. You know, this will be very bad for Republicans trying to hold on to the House of Representatives because the swing swing voters, really, if there is enough genuine evidence and there is plenty to put on the table and the case can be made, of the corruption of Joe Biden, I wouldn't worry about holding on the House because of this. But, but that said, the Senate, as I've been saying all along, is never going to go for this stuff. Folks, we do not have a Senate with many conservatives in it. If you count the numbers, we may have six. Six true conservatives in that Senate. 
and already they're bad-mouthing Kevin and the House for even saying there's going to be an inquiry. These guys are scared. If you want to define Senate Republicans, think of your favorite four-legged creature with a tail between its leg. That's Republicans, scared of everything. And they're scared that this is going to be politically unsavory for them. Now, does that mean, now that it's on the tape, here's the article. There's an article, here's one, in the Hill. Senate GOP unhappy with McCarthy on impeachment inquiry. It's a fool's errand. Senate Republicans are unhappy with speaking Kevin McCarthy's decision to open up an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. As they worry, as they're scared, as they worry, as they worry, it will backfire on their own party. It's a waste of time. It's a fool's errand, one Republican said, on the condition of anonymity. He's, in other words, he's too afraid to even let you know who he really is or she. The senator said that even if the House did vote to impeach Biden after an inquiry, there's no way the Senate, controlled by Democrats, would vote to convict. What have I been saying all along? I've been saying this for months and months. And then it goes on. I think even Mitten's had, Mitt Romney has some quote in here. Now, Senator Josh Hawley says he's on board with the inquiry. Otherwise, believe... Some others think it's going to be worthwhile to try to attempt to gain the cooperation from the White House. (laughs) Really? Senator Mitt Romney, Republican Utah, who voted to convict former President Trump twice, made that point and panned the White House for having coddled Hunter Biden. The inquiry follows the fact that Hunter Biden was shaking down foreign entities for millions of dollars. That's ugly, and the White House has been silent about that. As invited Hunter Biden to a state dinner, oh, big deal, has not indicated what the president knew. We all know, said Mitt Romney, reiterating that he has, that there has been no evidence, no evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden. That's your Mitt Romney. President Trump has also called for the recusal of Judge Chutkan for a lot of the remarks he made. The Washington Post, others are already suggesting that will never happen because the bar for recusal is too high. The way that the Washington Post, and they are very biased, of course, you know that. Judge Tanya S. Chutkan to recuse herself from his case over alleged bias appears to be more of a messaging exercise than anything else. They're saying it comes rather late in the game. And for the actual substance of the claim, blah, blah, blah. Her comments are not so remarkable next to other judges. Blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump has also filed a motion to quash the Fulton County indictments. 
Let us see where that leads. If, if there were a fair hearing just based on the law, perhaps it would have a chance. These are political persecutions. They are not righteous prosecutions. Now, one of the biggest stories of the day is another whistleblower that has come forward, more whistleblowers. We've got the impeachment stuff out of the way. If you want to comment on it, have at it. If you still think this is a good idea, great, let us know. If you think it's a waste of time, let us know. Whatever, 800-848-WABC. If you want to cry over the Jets, let us know. (laughs) I'm not laughing at his injuries. You want to cry over your sorry New York Giants? (laughs) Please feel free. Um, And, and, you know, come on. You can't expect to have winners every year. I mean, the Giants won a few Super Bowls way back. Your Dallas Cowboys haven't won any Super Bowls in the last what? Yeah, I know. But guess what? I haven't been watching football in years, so I don't really care anymore. They beat the New York Giants. Um, <laughs> What was it, like 170, 190 to nothing? Um, anyway, there is a really huge story, very big Big, and I mean big, story out here. If you really look at the context of it and what it really means. And I want to do it after the break because I want to give it the time that it deserves and not have to start on this and stop. One of my favorites. Today's birthday, one of the birthdays is for Tony Bellamy from Redbone. Now, by the way, Redbone, the first album that I got from Redbone was called Redbone Potlatch. And I thought that was the name of the group, Redbone Potlatch. But they, they have this song called Lolly that is amazing. Anyway... Tony Bellamy, birthday today, Redbone, 1971, had a single, The Witch. And then in 1974, this one was huge. Come and get your love. Now, one of the things that made Redbone a different kind of group, Smithsonian says. They are the first Native American rock Cajun group ever to have a number one single in the United States and internationally. So today, celebrating the heavenly birthday of Tony Bellamy, who died in uh, 2009, from Redbone on WABC, coming back right after this. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Look at me. I am changing. Jennifer Hudson. Celebrating a birthday today, born 1981. If you ever, I, I took my mom when my mom was alive. We went uh, to see Dream Girl together, and it was. Uh, I walked away with Dream Girls with just one thought: Jennifer Hudson can sing. This woman is just incredible. As she uh, sang circles around a certain other person that was in that movie. So happy birthday, Jennifer Hudson. And this woman has had to endure a lot in her personal life. Things that have happened with her family, the murders of just un- unconscionable. So happy birthday to Jennifer Hudson on WABC. Listen. Folks, this is the biggest story of the day to me beyond the impeachment inquiry, which may turn out to be bigger long term in certain respects. The CIA, we've had whistleblowers come, a whistle, two whistleblowers, a senior level CIA whistleblower testified to the House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic. And he's saying that there was hush money offered to analysts who found that the COVID-19 virus originated in the lab in Wuhan. Senior-level CIA officer testified to a House Select Subcommittee that six members of a CIA team came to their discovery of the disease's origins Then the CIA allegedly offered bribes to the six members for them to change their findings. Now, by the way, I had a close friend that was high-ranking intelligence committee, and when the pandemic got underway, I asked him. I called him, and I said, look, We're being told that no one knows where this thing really originated. We're being told it was from some kind of wet marketplace in China, that that somehow. And he dispelled that notion. He says, no, we know. We know where it came from. This is what I was told by a senior intelligence agent of the United States at the time. He said, we know it came from a lab in Wuhan. He also told me that the thought was among some of the analysts that it was a purposeful bioweapon. 
Well, this testimony from the CIA whistleblower that a CIA team knew, knew where it came from, that it came from this lab in Wuhan and tried to, and then allegedly bribed intelligence officers of the United States to change their finding is chilling and stunning in a lot of ways. Why? Well, the answer should be very obvious to all of us, all of you, why they were asked to, because if you blame China, the Chinese government, for their handling of it, and if you said yes, it started at that lab in Wuhan, the Institute for Virology in Wuhan. Now China's got a political problem. But that problem didn't stop in Wuhan. That problem also comes directly to the shores of America because gain-of-function research was behind it. This was not some kind of accidental virus that came to be by nature. Man, men and women, were involved in the creation of the coronavirus 19 if these reports are accurate. And it wasn't just China. The United States had involvement via the NIH and the funding for the gain-of-function research, which Senator Rand Paul, Senator Ron Johnson, and others have been trying to get underneath. Now, what does this mean? This means not only have you, the American people, been lied to consistently, It means every single one of you whose lives were affected by it, every single one of you who have lost family members, loved ones, friends, who've had your businesses shut down, who had to go through struggles because you may have owned a building or two and people were told they could stop paying rent to you. You had your source of income taken away from you. All of this should have been accounted for. There should have been someone held to account, and you should have been made whole for everything. And this is just one of the steps along the way. This is just a signal of some of the dishonesty We were also told that certain medications didn't work. When in fact, there is evidence to the contrary. American doctors, nurses, and others who spend their lives in the medical field were put in jeopardy of losing their licenses and their jobs if they voiced their opinions, their professional medical opinions, based on their education and based on their track records. 
their their livelihoods were threatened if they dare tell the truth on social media platforms or in public. Big social media platforms, suppressed voices, threw people off their platforms, censored what information on a vital health matter, they censored the health medication, the health information that Americans got. And who knows how many deaths that led to. This scandal is one of the biggest scandals in human history. The cost of life, the cost of livelihoods, the cost of sharing free information, being free to share medical professionals' information, all of this rooted in a lie told to the American people And the lies continue to this day. And still, even despite this information now coming out, that the premier intelligence agency, intelligence agency of the United States, offered bribes to make sure that the truth of the origin of COVID never got out to the American public, This is beyond disgraceful. This is, in my view, criminal. Because of the impact of what COVID did, not just to people here in the United States, not just to people here in New York, but all over the world. One day, we can only hope that the truth will prevail and all of this will come out. James Golden. Yeah. Send your camel to bed. Shadows painting our face. Birthday today, Maria Moldar. Still sounds so sweet. Midnight at the Oasis on WABC. Coming back, your calls are coming up on today's show. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Love is a burning thing. 2003, Johnny Cash and it makes went to his reward. Died of respiratory failure, age 71, on this day in 2003. The man in black. I fell into a ring of fire. I don't know about you, but I love Johnny Cash. Always have. I went down, down, down. 
fire and it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The also, you know what? Um, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles have some stuff on this day, too, in music. Yes, your phone call is coming up. 1970, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles at number one for tear. What was it? Tears of a Clown. This one. I didn't know this, and I know a lot about. This is a Stevie song. It was written by Stevie Wonder and his producer Hank Cosby. I would assume this was a Smokey song. Anyway, this was at number one in 1970 on WABC. I got some bad news for some of you. Bad, bad news. Bad news. (sighs) Especially those of you out in California, Kate. Uh, California. You all thought that when they started these reparation hearings, your ship had come in. The reparations people met, they said, yep, poor black people out here, y'all been oppressed. We didn't have slavery in California. Doesn't matter. We're going to give you reparations anyway. It started at $250,000 for every black person. That wasn't enough. Pretty soon the activists came out. They said, that's not enough. The figure went up to $5 million for every single black person in California. I volunteered to be the one to take the $5 million check to Oprah and all those other Hollywood big black stars out there for all of their oppression. But now, somebody did a poll. California voters oppose the idea of the state offering cash payments to black people in California by a two-to-one margin. And you know how politicians react react to the poll. Two-to-one voters, not just residents, the voters in California say, Oh, hell no. We are not going to give the Democrat Party black handout. So, this will not happen. Unless there is support from the voting base out there, and two to one are opposed, you can forget your reparations party. Not going to happen. Let us see what this does to the activists out there who had all these people ginned up thinking that their ship was coming in, that they were going to be millionaires. All problems in life financial would be over. The fun could just be beginning. Speaking of uh, California, lawmakers out there have also voted to overturn their 
silly. Their silly travel ban. California State Assembly passed a bill Monday that would lift the state's current ban on government-funded travel to states that have passed what they call anti-LGBTQ laws. Nothing anti about it. The current travel ban prevents elected California officials, public universities, students, state-funded groups from using government funds to go to over half the country, 26 states. California has long been a leader in inclusion and acceptance. Oh, please. They've been a beacon for crazy and a beacon of hope for so many LGBTQ people, myself included, wrote this guy that uh, introduced the measure to lift the ban, Atkins. What they want to do instead now is start advertising campaigns in LGBT, that LGBTQ advertising campaigns in red states but they're going to knock off this silly travel ban. Now, if you haven't seen this, this is worth the video, and I can only get to this in a little bit of depth. I saw the video. It is astounding. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana read from some of the textbooks that these LGBTQ librarians are pushing in schools. Kennedy read from two books that have been banned in some cases. One of them is called All Boys Aren't Blue. The other is Gender Queer, a memoir. And, folks, I can't even do it. I can't even tell you. He read from these books. It starts with one of them, a passage in one of the books is, I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And it goes deeper, well, yeesh. it goes ugh. it goes further into detail from there. And I mean really into detail. And he was um, questioning at that point, there was Illinois Democrat secretary who was all for these, these books being in schools. He, the guy said, look. I, I, it's disturbing to hear this in your voice being read. But the guy still would not say unequivocally that these books don't have a place in schools. Folks, these books are what they are giving to elementary school children. I cannot even go further. If you see the video of this, it will, if you haven't seen it, and you don't know what's in these books. I am telling you, this is the kind of stuff that people used to get arrested for in earlier days in our country if they put it in front of children. The video's out there. In fact, I retweeted the, the video. Those of you who use Sudafed, Yes, we're going to get to your calls. I promise. We're going to go to calls right after the. We're going to check in with Lou Dobbs shortly, and we'll go to your calls right after. Those of you who use Sudafed, Benadryl, and other stuff, the FDA has done a review. And the main ingredient in, in many of these cold medicines, they say, doesn't work. 
phenylpiphrine. I guess is how you pronounce it. I don't know. But anyway, they're saying this stuff doesn't work. And now there are questions. The Daily Mail has a, a list of the medicines that could be pulled from the shelf. Colrex, Colrex compound, Tylenol cold and flu, severe day and night. Codrow, cold and flu, cough day and night. Alka-Seltzer Plus, severe cold and flu. Uh, flu. XL3, cold. Robitussin, peak cold nighttime, nasal relief. Tylenol, sinus congestion and pain nighttime. Norel, SR. Tritol, SR. Vix, Sinex. Benadryl, allergy plus congestion. Mucinex pro- projects, products could go. Advil, Allergy and congestion relief and Vicks NyQuil and severe cold and flu are among the products that might have to be pulled according to this ruling today from the FDA. Diego, can we check in with Lou Dobbs a bit early today so we have a little bit more time to spend with calls? Let us check in with our own Lou Dobbs and we'll come back and grab your calls right after this. Oh, the foundations. Haven't heard this in a long time. Remember, Joe Namath. We'll be on with Sid tomorrow. Today's the birthday of Colin Young from the Foundations. With this one, Build Me Up Buttercup. A hit back in 1969. Coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, Philip, this is your cut. Why? Well, today we're celebrating the anniversary of what I think is one of the greatest albums ever, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Whoa, what year did this come out? 1975. Wait a minute. You weren't even born in 1975. What does that mean? Can't listen to music before my age? I love this, and I wasn't born there either. I'm proud of you guys. That's what it means. It wasn't a negative. I'm glad you guys actually listened to music. Pink Floyd on WABC. Let's head to the telephones, shall we? Let's start in Rockland County. Terry, you're up first on WABC. How are you? Mr. James Golden, pleasure to know your acquaintance, sir. Thank you. I love the way I love the way you intro with old school music. Pink Floyd's "Wish You Were Here" happens to be my favorite album of all time. A Whoa! Be very careful. A smile from a veil. I'd like to start with a point of interest, sir. Jennifer Hudson, who you played a little earlier, you know her family catastrophically lost their home in a fire in Chicago. And do you know right. who put them up for free in his hotels? 
who would President that be? Trump. President Trump. Hmm. Amazing that, isn't it? Yep. Now, time is a fleeting, my friend. We've got a lot of callers. You wanted to also talk about COVID. Oh, he left before we could talk about COVID. Oh, well. Let us go to Mike in New Jersey. You're on WABC. How are you? I'm great, sir. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, I wanted to say that uh, it's a little off the topic you were talking about, but every year because I sell life insurance, I have to take continuing education about money laundering, anti-money laundering. If you go to a bank and you put over $10,000 of cash in, you got to sign a form. If you go mm-hmm. to the bank over and over again and put 9800 in, 9800 in, 9800 in, it causes an SAR, a suspicious activity report. If you get two, you're getting audited and you're going to jail. President Biden has over 800 suspicious activity reports. Now, what you say is true, and a lot of this came from the Patriot Act, is an act is an ap- aftermath from the attacks of 9-11. These were some of the measures introduced in the Patriot Act, which we could discuss at length. The pros and the cons of the Patriot Act. One of the statements that you made was, if you get over two, you're going to jail. Not necessarily. People have valid reasons sometimes for putting in specific amounts of money. But your point remains. You will get investigated. And the point is, you also made that was true. The Bidens, Joe and Hunter, had suspicious activity, and it was noted by the FBI while he was vice president. Interesting that. Thank you, Mike. I got to run. Grab some other calls real quick. Robert, Suffolk, you're up next. Hi, James. Team Trump should file civil rights charges in the jurisdictions in which he's being persecuted unlawfully, city, county, state, and federal, criminal and civil actions. Well, we shall see if he has the grounds to do that. Right now, he's got his hands full in these four jurisdictions, and what they need to be filing in some cases is dismissal, especially for these New York charges. What you completely absurd. Gary in Queens, New York. Thanks, Robert. Gary, you're up next. What's on your mind? Yeah, James, I wanted to echo two points you made about impeachment um, inquiry. First of all, you're right. Nothing of consequence will actually come out of it. The second point you made was that some truth may come out. For example, once there's an inquiry, enhanced subpoena powers. Give an example, perhaps the 4,500 pseudonyms that... Uh, President Biden used may come out. Some of those emails may come out. And the final point is that if people come, more uh, whistleblowers come out, if people come to realize that a whistleblower's testimony under oath constitutes legitimate evidence, then we go to what Rudy Giuliani said. And I listened to the hearings. There are over a thousand or perhaps two thousand sworn affidavits under the penalty of perjury, testimony, oral testimony under oath about uh, election corruption from election officials, from people, witnesses. And if one witnesses, if one whistleblower's sworn testimony constitutes evidence, then a thousand affidavits constitutes evidence. Hence, we have evidence of election interference and all the charges against Trump fall by the wayside. Well, interesting analysis. Let me just say this about that. 
on on whistleblower testimony. We shall see whether nothing is constituted as evidence until the judge okays it. Now, in theory, things should be. Some of the trials that have gone on, I watched the Carrie Lake trial. There is no way, no way, if you're using just a standard of common sense, that some of her arguments that were not accepted by the judge should have been accepted. They should have been accepted. They weren't. Once you get into a courtroom, all bets are off. It's a roll of the dice. But I love the way that you think, Gary. Thank you so much. Mark in Monticello, you're up next. How you doing, James? I'd like to bring up something about that Petra Inquiry I think is very important. They do get special subpoena powers. They can get all the things that are being slow-walked from all these departments, the suspicious banking reports, the 1023 forms from the FBI, the tapes of the Burisma chief, and the money transfers, which is most important. How could they explain all the money going to the Biden children and grandchildren? How can they? We want to see. You're right. If the information is turned over. Remember something about the Democrats. They destroy information. It never makes it in. Oops, we lost it. Oops, the phones were wiped. My servers were wiped. What, by a dish towel? That's it for today, folks. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me today. God willing, back tomorrow for Boston Early's Rush Hour at 4. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.